millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, welcome, welcome into World Soccer Talk Radio live here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Won't you tell a friend a special hello, as always, to the men and women overseas listening on the American Forces Network. Check out the website, worldsoccertalk.com. My name is Nate Albarreya. It is a pleasure and a privilege to be back with you. Find me on Twitter. Get at me with the love mail and the hate mail at NateWST. Find us all on Twitter at World Soccer Talk and at Sports Byline USA for updates on the program. I love it. I, I disappear for a few days, tops, and so much happens in the soccer world. It is great to be back talking to you. The USA and Jamaica, Mexico and Panama into the CONCACAF Gold Cup semifinals. Liverpool, the Reds, finally got their man. Liverpool signed Benteke and the former Red, one of the all-time Liverpool greats. Steven Gerrard is now playing for the Los Angeles Galaxy. Didn't he look like an all-star? I'm telling you, he just looked like an all-star out there. Two games in, I, I'm, I'm telling you, all-star. Absolutely him, him and Frank Lampard. Just all-star material. They've been two of the best players all season long. Uh, in, in Major League Soccer, Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard. All-star material. Absolutely. No debate about it. <laughs> British comedians are also literally throwing cash at Seth Blatter at press conferences. Do you see that? Simon Brodkin, a.k.a. Lee Nelson, crashing the press conference of Seth Blatter and showering him with dollar bills saying, this one's for North Korea 2026. The only criticism I have of, of the British prankster with, with that stunt that he pulled, I, I loved almost every bit of it, but $1 bills? Really? $1 bills? You think that's going to get it for you? Bribe game week, bro. Got to step those up to at least 50s, hopefully hundreds, if you want to get anything done with set bladder. Levy Bird of Sports Illustrated is our guest in this edition of the show. Very interesting and developing story from Levy regarding Crossfire Premier, a top youth club in the state of Washington, and something called Solidarity Fees. DeAndre Yedlin, a focal point of this story. Clint Dempsey has also become a part 
through his former youth side, the Dallas Texans. Really the main question here, do youth teams that produce these big American stars deserve compensation when these stars are part of big money transfers from Major League Soccer to foreign clubs? We'll pose that question and more when we get back right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, Ligue 1, Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast stream to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at fubo.tv slash radio right now. F fubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSB, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games Featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac, and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Geico applauds your inner happy camper. A merit badge of awesomeness goes out to the part of you that wants to put the recreation in recreational vehicle. The part of you that packs up everything and everybody in the RV and says, let's get this show on the road. Because Geico has specialized agents who help save money on more than just car insurance. Geico will insure that entire RV so you can get the s'more making, poison ivy dodging, same song singing, ghost storytelling, campfire building, best time you ever had with your family, show on the road. Geico for your RV. See how much you could save. Let's go surfing now, everybody's learning how, come on a safari with me, come on a safari with me. Early in the morning when we start. <laughs> oh, Nate Avarea back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. It's still summer. We're going on a surfing safari. you got to love it right here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Our guest in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Illustrated's Levy Bird. Cannot wait for this discussion. we got Levy on the line. How you doing, sir? Welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, b- before we get fully stuck in, 
to this story uh, regarding solidarity fees in in American soccer and and this incredible, very interesting situation going on with uh, Crossfire Premier, a prominent club in in the state of Washington that has produced uh, a number of stars, most notably, most recently, uh, one DeAndre Yedlin. Before we really get stuck into this thing, for those unfamiliar with what solidarity fees are, uh, Levy, can, can you kind of shine a little light and explain what solidarity fees are in the world of soccer? Yeah, so in 2001, FIFA in, instituted uh, kind of two mechanisms to uh, reward teams for developing players. It's training compensation and solidarity. Now, training compensation basically is designed to uh, reimburse a club for the training fees incurred, um, which doesn't really apply here in the U.S. because parents often often pay for these players to play and the pay-to-play system. So uh, training compensation is one aspect of it. Um, Crossfire hasn't really been chasing training compensation at all. They've been focusing on the second mechanism, which is solidarity, which is designed to basically offer uh, reward and incentivize this kind of development regardless of, who pays the fees for the players to play. And as the name would suggest, it's, it's about the solidarity of these clubs, about ensuring that they, you know, stay afloat and can continue the work that they do. And, uh, you know, a lot of the clubs, not a lot, but, but some of the clubs in, in Europe, for example, um, you know, are kept afloat pretty much entirely by solidarity funds from, you know, one, one person who, one of their players who makes it big, um, you know, thinking of the Dutch clubs who who have produced all these players uh, who end up making it big in, in multiple leagues and transferring from um, you know from one country to another, uh, that that really can help them you know continue that kind of work. And so solidarity is basically just it's a FIFA mechanism um, says that five percent of any transfer fee between um, between clubs of different national associations, so from the U.S. to England, England to Spain, Spain to Germany, anything like that. Five uh, percent of that fee is then divided between the clubs that train the player from ages 12 to 23, or no, sorry, 12 to 21, um, and uh, then those clubs basically collect based on how long the player was in the club, and uh, and so it, it just kind of depends on on all those aspects how much they get. But every time that they're transferred between clubs of different national associations, those clubs get a cut of the top, you know, off the top a little bit of, of the transfer fee, basically. Well, Levy, uh, your story on SI.com has been a great one to follow. And there's also been kind of this paradox in play where there's so much stuff developing by the day. It's also a bit of a tedious uh, story in, in a lot of ways. And so it's kind of this interesting paradox going on. And I can't wait to, to hear some, some kind of inside scoop as far as uh, how this thing's developed from your point of view. But as we get into this story and talk about it here with the listeners, the first thing I want to know about, and this was, you know, one of the biggest developments, this in many ways is the story, Crossfire Premier's ambitions to sue Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer uh, regarding the DeAndre Yedlin transfer uh, to Tottenham. Let's talk about that uh, first off, uh, if you can kind of shine a little light on, on the proposed lawsuit and, and what's come of it. Well, as, as I kind of mentioned in the story, um, you know, the U.S. soccer clubs in the U.S. in general don't receive these solidarity fees for 
what U.S. soccer is kind of referring to as, as this kind of legal reasoning, um, a consent decree that's kind of confidential. Um, nobody knows what it says except for basically U.S. soccer and supposedly was entered into by U.S. soccer and all of its members um, that clubs in the U.S. can't receive these fees. And uh, basically what happened in, in the Edlund situation based on the documentation is that, uh, you know, Spurs was willing to pay this solidarity to Yedlin's clubs, uh, former youth clubs, and uh, MLS kind of came in and said, no, these payments aren't legal uh, in the U.S., so basically we get 100% of the transfer fee, including you know the top 5% that's supposed to be for solidarity and, and that kind of stuff. So Spurs then confirmed to, to Crossfire that, yeah, we transferred 100% of the, of the transfer fee to MLS directly. And so Crossfire is kind of thinking, you know, if no clubs in the U.S. are allowed to get these payments, A, why not? What's the actual legal reasoning behind it? Can we see this, this you know, mythical document that nobody seems to have seen? And B, um, if they are, if that document is, in fact, you know, legal and, and legitimate, then how can MLS then come in and take all of the, you know, all the money that's due to the other clubs? Because, uh Tottenham is under the impression, based on the letters that they sent, that MLS is going to handle kind of the onward forwarding of, of the payments and kind of properly make sure that it was taken care of, which obviously, um, you know, based on the, the current kind of legal status of solidarity in the U.S., they really didn't have any intention of doing that. They just basically wanted to, to pocket the money for themselves. So that's kind of the basis for this Um proposed lawsuit and crossfire sent its letter to the fifa executive committee saying hey can you guys take a look at this and you know if if it's appropriate for you to kind of make a ruling here please do otherwise we would like permission to to sue um mls and u.s soccer either in the u.s or the uk because uh fifa members are generally not allowed to bring proceedings against one another in uh kind of i guess normal court you could say so uh, they have to, I guess, kind of ask permission to do so. Well, I love it. MLS, the MLS, the trustworthy middleman. Yeah, just give us the money. We'll take care of, of the rest. Don't, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. How much, Levy, does MLS single entity structure allow for them to do things like this and potentially, uh, I hate to use the phrase, get away with it, but for all intents and purposes, get away with it and and how how much does does the single entity structure of the league when they pretty much own players where deandre yedlin was was property of major league soccer being transferred uh, uh to tottenham how much does all that allow uh for mls to do this kind of stuff yeah it's it's really it's it all kind of goes along with it the structure of the league and and how I guess U.S. soccer has really had a, a hand in, in, you know, bringing up the league from the very beginning, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with supporting a league getting off the ground, but then a lot of the, I guess, a lot of the, the relations that we've seen between the two really suggest that in a lot of ways, I mean, the U.S. soccer is in MLS's pocket when it comes to these sorts of things, and that's, that's really the, the troubling aspect of it for me is that the, the federation, which is supposed to oversee, you know, soccer in the entire country at all levels has really been, I guess, uh, ways by one single group of it and, and has been, you know, MLS, for all intents and purposes, has U.S. soccer under its thumb in a lot of ways, including this. I mean, um, it's hard to say, you know, in, in this instance, 
it's hard to say that U.S. soccer allowed MLS to take all this money because as far as they knew, I mean, nobody was getting solidarity payments and that, that kind of thing. So um, it's just, it, you know, and then the other question I have is if there is no top 5% of the transfer fee, then, I mean, what do you do? You agree to a, you know, $100 million transfer and then you only get paid $95 million of it? or how? I mean, so there are so many questions that go along with this that I think um, – the real that's really what these youth clubs are are, are asking for is to, to bring all these questions to the table finally because this has been going on forever and it's, it's been an issue for a long time and uh, you know we just is I think what we're seeing is that they they really want to just bring these questions to the table and, and get some serious answers and you know as uh, in my follow-up I wrote about uh, you know Clint Dempsey and, and the Dallas Texans and Similar sort of well, we're going to talk had. about the Dallas Texans and Clint Dempsey on the other side of the break and some other responses from other youth clubs around the country who are really coming to support uh, the, this crossfire potential lawsuit. We'll talk about the response from MLS and U.S. soccer, all that and more on the other side of the break with Levy Bird of Sports Illustrated. Stay tuned. Soccer fans, I have a question for you. Which is the only soccer network in the United States that shows games from Ajax, PSV, Colo Colo, Benfica, Zenit, and other teams? The answer is NGSN, a brand new online sports network that offers live and on-demand games from seven different leagues from around the world for free, no strings attached. With your free 90-day trial, you can watch as many league games from the following countries as you like. Holland, Portugal, Russia, Chile, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. NGSN is the only place you can watch Eredivisie games featuring star players such as Memphis Depay, Andres Guardado, Aaron Johansson, and many more. Plus all of the games from those leagues that are available on your Windows PC or Mac and your Apple iPhone or Android device. Commentaries are offered in English or Spanish, plus the games are in HD. Now, this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the United States. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 90-day trial to NGSN. No credit card is required. You just sign up and go. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Are you sick and tired of paying more than 100 bucks a month for your TV bill? Well, if so, I've got the solution for you. It's called Fubo TV, and it's the best way to watch the greatest leagues from around the world. Fubo TV is a legal and affordable streaming service that delivers live and on-demand HD broadcasts of BN Sports, Goal TV, Benfica TV, and more. That means you can watch La Liga, Serie A, the Bundesliga, League 1. Copa America, and more. With Fubo TV, the broadcast streamed to your computer, smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Amazon Fire TV. Plus, Fubo TV works with Chromecast, so you can cast the games to your TV set. Best of all, Fubo TV is offering a two-week free trial, so you can watch as much soccer as you like. Go to Fubo.tv slash radio and sign up today. And if you love what you see, a monthly subscription to Fubo TV is only $6.99 per month. So sign up at Fubo.tv slash radio right now. F ubo.tv slash radio and start enjoying the best soccer from around the world at home, work, or on the go.
Are you tired of network announcers who are clearly pulling for the other team? Check out Rabble.tv, a new kind of television experience where you are in control of the audio. Rabble.tv allows users like you to broadcast your insights and opinions about sports and entertainment, free from the restraint of network predictability. Rabblers are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. Mute your TV and do your own play-by-play, provide running commentary, or just banter with your buddies. Or you can listen to other fans who love your team as much as you do. It's live. It's new. It's Rabble. Rebel.tv. World Soccer Talk Radio back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. Levy Bird, writer for Sports Illustrated, is our guest in this edition of the program. Talking all about Crossfire Premier, that prominent youth club in the state of Washington, and... That thing called solidarity fees and this incredible story going on and Crossfire's ambitions to sue Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer over the DeAndre Yedlin transfer to Tottenham. Now, Levy, let's pick up kind of right where we left off uh, in the last segment, and that is you you were talking about the Dallas Texans, uh, another prominent youth club in this country, the youth club that uh, produced one Clint Dempsey. And what has been the response from the Dallas Texans uh, with, with all this going on, as well as the response from other prominent youth clubs around the country? Are they, are they really coming to support uh, Crossfire, or are they hesitant to be a part of this thing and take on the giant, take on the beast of, of MLS and U.S. soccer in this thing? Well, this has been an issue for a long time, and, and clubs have, have tried to get these payments for for a long time as long as they've known about it and uh, have really been stifled um it's it's difficult to i guess in the dallas texans case um back when they were trying to get payments for clint dempsey uh it was also back when they when the u.s soccer development academy was just starting and uh you know if you run afoul of the federation then maybe suddenly you find your your academy status uh is no longer so it was a tough situation for them, and, and you know I, I spoke to, to Dallas Texans club president Paul Stewart, and he gave me you know a really really insightful interview, and and he was uh, very level-headed about it, which kind of surprised me because you know this this uh, issue really ignites a lot of passions, and people have strong opinions one way or another. But he was he was extremely level-headed about it, and he you know he said you know we support U.S. soccer; it's our federation. There's no reason why we shouldn't, but at the same time, you know we think that. Yeah, some of these policies are a little bit unfair. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. That's essentially what he said. Um, so basically, I mean, he came up with a, a kind of an interesting idea, which was to, you know, if, again, talking about the consent decree and kind of the confidential document that supposedly precludes American clubs from getting solidarity payments, um, if this, in fact, exists, then, okay, fair enough. Uh, but what's stopping, um, you know, what's stopping... Uh, the U.S. soccer and the clubs and MLS from sitting down and saying, all right, let's come up with our own system then to uh, to really reward these clubs for the work that they do. And, and that would, you know, it could extend to potentially, you know, if you're sending players to the national team or the youth national team, then you get a little extra incentive. And that would, you know, potentially also extend to the girls' side, which, you know, the women's side of the game um, and girls' youth clubs, they don't currently have a system like this in place. So there's kind of a lot of a lot of interesting ways that this could go and, and you know, I thought that uh, I thought that was a really interesting solution. So there's right now, it's just kind of um, you know, 
nobody really knows where this is going to go, and we're, we're just kind of waiting to see what plays out between FIFA, U.S. soccer, the, the clubs, uh, MLS, all these different um, parties who are involved in it. Well, again, Levy, there's that paradox within this story where it's it's ever developing, and yet we're also just kind of waiting for things to uh, to develop sometimes. And and I've just got a, an opinion based question for you, based on on uh, on some of the stuff that I'm hearing you talk about right now. Why do you think MLS and U.S. soccer are are so unwilling or, or stubborn or however you want to put it when when clubs and leagues around the rest of the world uh, uh, make this common practice? Why is there such an unwillingness to just share a little bit of money with these youth clubs? Well, we have two different aspects, two different sides of it, right? So if U.S. clubs can suddenly receive these payments for players that transfer abroad, then MLS might suddenly have to make these same sorts of payments for for players that they get from from different countries. And, uh, you know, we've seen there was an issue last year during the draft that came up where, you know, Romario Williams' old club was trying to get payment for him because he was drafted by the Montreal Impact. And, you know, MLS said, oh, we don't do this. And, of course, they weren't happy. And Jamaican clubs apparently have had these problems for a while. Um, there have been similar issues with players coming from Africa to Major League Soccer where the African clubs say, hey, I mean, we don't have any money, but you're signing our players. Can we get, you know, can you help us out a little bit? Again, solidarity is the name of the mechanism. It's designed to make sure that these clubs can stay afloat, continue to do the work that they're doing. Um, so there have been issues both ways on this, both the U.S. youth clubs that haven't been able to get this money and the clubs from uh, foreign countries that haven't been able to get money from MLS when they've... Uh, tried to, to um, when they've had players come over. And I haven't done enough research to, to know whether it extends lower, whether it extends to, you know, NASL, USL. Um, that's something I'd actually like to explore. And, uh, you know, the kind of issues that they've had, that different clubs have had dealing with, with them. So um, uh, that's something I can't really speak about with any authority. But, um, you know, MLS certainly... Um, by, from what, what we can tell, based on the issues that other people have had, they don't really want to pay out this training compensation or solidarity or any of that. So um, if U.S. clubs can suddenly start receiving these payments, then MLS is probably going to have to start paying it. So that's, uh, I think, the double-edged sword that they're trying to, um, trying to avoid here. Well, most definitely a double-edged sword, and, and you you talked a little bit about it there at the end of that, and I'm curious to hear you kind of elaborate on this. What's been the response from Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer uh, when it comes to this story, and especially when it comes to this potential big lawsuit uh, from, from Crossfire and a number of clubs uh, supporting uh, the Crossfire effort? Well, you know, MLS's stance is still very much that you know, these payments because of the same, same reason that U.S. soccer has, right? It's that consent decree, um, you know, those, these payments can't be made, they're illegal in this country, that whole sort of thing. Um, they're saying that there's an issue with contracts because these, you know, 12-year-old players who are, you know, then go on and play professionally, they're not under contract, not under professional contract, and then there's issues with, you know, supposedly issues with, you know, child labor laws and stuff like that, but based on all, all the, the lawyers that I've spoken to and everybody who kind of has a real uh, grasp on this, um, some of those issues are uh, fairly overblown in terms of whether they actually are issues. Um, you know, in terms of contracts, I mean, I played youth soccer. I had to sign lots of contracts, and, and my parents had to sign lots of contracts. And, you know, a lot of it was, 
injury liability stuff. But then there's other stuff in there that actually you know, has to do with the club player relationship type thing. So, um, I, again, what what I would like more than anything, what I think these youth clubs would like more than anything, is just to be able to sit down at a table with with all these different parties that are involved and say, all right, let's get this all out in the open. What's going on? Why can we do this or why can't we do this? Or what's, you know, can we come up with a system where these youth clubs can be rewarded, even if it's not the exactly the FIFA system? You know, I would like to see, personally, I think the FIFA system would be the right one to, to employ here just because it's the same one that's used all over the world. No other clubs around the world have problems paying these fees, so I don't understand. You know, and the other thing that MLS is saying that, um, you know, they would uh, basically the, the creation of this system would uh, hurt players uh, trying to move abroad. But I don't, I don't see that just because, you know, it, when transfers happen to teams abroad, they automatically expect that 5% of that transfer fee is going to go to the youth clubs. This is, you know, solidarity and training compensation. They're, they're things that are, they're used to paying. So that's, you know, taken into consideration when they, uh, when they negotiate transfers. So I don't think it's going to actually hurt player mobility, regardless of what, uh, you know, uh, some people in authority here will say. So it's, um, Again, there's just it's a multifaceted issue, and the best thing I think that can happen is that everybody kind of sits down and, and figures out what's going on because now and we're finally in a position where American clubs are producing these players, they're sending these players abroad, and, and it's only going to get uh, you know better or worse depending on your on your perspective on it. The more players are only going to move abroad, so this issue is not going away anytime soon. It's, it's time to sit down and kind of figure out uh, how to navigate these these new and, and interesting waters. Levy, we've got two minutes before we got to head to another break, and I'm really uh, interested in, in hearing uh, this aspect of things. How open and cooperative uh, has MLS and U.S. soccer been with you personally uh, in answering your questions, responding uh, to, to interview proposals? How cooperative have, have those folks been with you uh, in regards to this story? Well, I mean, anytime you write something that isn't overly positive about a league or a team or, or anybody like that, anything like that, they're going to be, you know, I think a little bit more reticent to, to really spill the beans on what their thoughts are. And, you know, to be fair to them, um, MLS and U.S. soccer both, this is a legal issue, and there's really no reason for them to divulge their legal defense to me because then if it's out in the public, you know, that's if they go to court, they can't use the same defense because the, the opponents will – prepare for it so i mean to answer your question i haven't really heard much i haven't been you know haven't been really granted uh carte blanche in terms of interviews uh from the from the federation or the league on this but again i they don't really have much incentive to to give me full access at this point the the law or you know uh whatever they're using as their defense is on their side right now and and the issue has gone their way for so long that they you know it would be nice to, to get them to talk, absolutely, but at the same time, I can understand why they are being a little bit quieter on this. When it is a legal issue, as Levy said, exactly, there's no need for uh, increased transparency, and you do have to understand that as much as we'd love to have this be an open book uh, from from an MLS and uh, U.S. soccer point of view. But we'll see how things develop. We'll see how this lawsuit develops. It's a really interesting story, and we're going to finish up on the other side of the break talking about 
the story with Crossfire, how it relates to MLS and U.S. soccer, wrap all that stuff up, and then take a broader look at the pay-to-play model and some of Jurgen Klinsmann's comments over the last couple of years. Is it holding back U.S. soccer development? And we'll tell you a little bit about Rabble TV's plans for the Gold Cup final this Sunday. Stay tuned. World Soccer Talk Radio back after this. Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Call Birch Gold Group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold IRA can offer stability, protection, and the peace of mind that your life savings, which you've worked so hard to build, is safe. Call 888-221-0010 and receive Birch Gold's free information kit, which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold. Call 888-221-0010. That's 888-221-0010. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are the Health Markets Insurance Agency. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242 Can't get enough sports? Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news, conversation, and opinion. Love your team? Love your town? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Over 500 of the nation's best sports writers and 35 million fans all gathered in one place, telling you the stories, sharing the opinions, and bringing you the news that matters to you most in sports. Whatever your sports passion, we've got a home for it. SBNation.com. Your team, your community. Want to be the next great sports announcer? Check out Rabble.tv, where you call the action. You already know more than the guys on TV. It's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love. Like football, baseball, basketball, soccer, MMA, wrestling, and more. Everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood. Join other Rabblers who are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment. So mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway, and let us hear what you think. Rabble.tv. Oh, yeah. Play that funky music, white boy. It's like they're talking to me. Hey, Nate Abarea here. Got to ask you, what are your plans for this Sunday? Well, if you're like me and most other soccer fans here in the U.S. of A, you'll be watching the CONCACAF Gold Cup final 
not going to say that the USA are going to be playing in that game. I sure hope so. That Jamaican side is uh, doing some good work right now. Big semifinal between the USA and Jamaica coming up. But the CONCACAF Gold Cup final, either way, no matter who's playing in it, could be USA-Mexico. It will be live on television from 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. World Soccer Talk radio listeners, you lovely, lovely folks, I'd like to invite you to join Kardik Krishnayer and Daniel Fierstein as they will be sharing their thoughts and opinions during the game live on Rabble.tv. Rabble, the concept is simple. All you got to do is tune into the broadcast on TV, press the mute button, then head over to Rabble.tv to listen to them sharing their analysis. With Rabble, you can listen to the broadcast on your desktop, through your iOS app, and now through your mobile browser. Plus, you can join in, too, by posting your questions or observations in the comment section. Be a part of these Rabble broadcasts. That's one of the best parts of the whole Rabble idea. Who will be crowned champions of the CONCACAF? Who, uh, the North American, Central American region, all that good stuff. Find out this Sunday, July 25th. July 26th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time with Cardick and Daniel live on Rabble.tv. Another huge thank you to Rabble for their continued support of World Soccer Talk Radio. Levy Bird of Sports Illustrated is with us in this edition of the show talking all about solidarity fees and the situation with Crossfire Premier, that club up in the state of Washington. DeAndre Yedlin, really a focal point of this whole thing, a potential lawsuit Crossfire trying to sue Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer over the lack of solidarity fees, something that is commonplace around the rest of the world when a player that played for a youth team gets transferred in a big money deal to a foreign club. So we've talked all about kind of the the specifics of this thing, and, and I really appreciate some of your insight going beyond what you've already written, some of your fantastic work on the story uh, with SI.com, Levy. Let's step back and, and take a broader look at this real quick. And, and you brought up that terminology a little bit earlier in the show, the pay-to-play model. And Jurgen Klinsmann just ruffled so many feathers over the, over the last couple of years, actually, in regards to the pay-to-play model within U.S. soccer. In your opinion, is the pay-to-play model one of the things holding back U.S. soccer development? Uh, I, I mean, I think it's probably the biggest issue holding back U.S. soccer development at this point. Uh, you know, if you're limiting your player pool to basically only those who can afford to play, um, I mean, that, that just disenfranchises a ton of, of communities. And, and, you know, thinking specifically about the immigrant population, a lot of them don't have the kind of money to spend the thousands that, that it costs to play youth soccer in this country. So, I mean, I would say it's, it's you know, it's immensely crippling. It's it's one of the things that really is holding this this country back from being as good as it can be. You know, development academy is kind of yeah, it's slowly kind of getting in the in the right direction. And you know, MLS clubs now all of their academy teams are free, and that's great. But at the same time, you know, now it becomes a question of 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 access to the system. Right? Can you can you make it onto those free teams if you haven't paid played for a team or you've had to pay for a couple of years first? You know. How do you get seen um, if you are just playing in a park with, you know, your friends? I mean, are there, how's the scouting network? Is it big enough to really dig deep into the crevices and find every one of those players? And I don't think it is. And, you know, pay-to-play, you know, the elimination of pay-to-play would be uh, one, of the really, one of the really big steps in the right direction to, to uh, kind of making those sorts of things happen. And, you know, 
I don't think that if you suddenly give teams the ability to, to get solidarity payments, I don't think the pay-to-play model is going to go away because there's so many other aspects involved in it in terms of sponsorship and, and you know, all the other things that go along with it. But it would it would definitely help. It's hard to say that it wouldn't help if, you know, clubs are rewarded for for developing players by getting money. Then that's only going to filter back through and create more scholarships and more opportunities to, you know, reduce the burden on players and their parents and their families to, to pay these fees. And um, right now, that's just not happening. Well, absolutely. It's, it's, nothing's going to be an instant fix, whether it's solidarity payments or, or trading compensation, but solidarity payments and, and other forms of compensation will surely help to bridge the gap. And, and now as someone who's, who's coached high school soccer at, a, at public high schools for, for five years now, I run into this argument all the time with, with club coaches around Northern California. And I just want to get your opinion on this right now, Levy. Is it unfair? Is it over the top and unfair for myself or, or for other people to label top-notch youth club soccer in America as simply a game of the upper middle class and upper class in this country? Is that unfair at all? Absolutely not. It's, it's incredibly fair. And, you know, a lot of people have latched on to the fact that, you know, these players, a lot of them did pay. So then how come the clubs are supposed to get this money because, you know, the parents have paid for, for the players. And, you know, it's really a vicious cycle because if the parents keep paying and the clubs can't get the money, then how are we supposed to move away from the system that pretty much everybody agrees um, that, you know, it shouldn't exist. But if, if you don't allow kind of mechanisms like solidarity, then we're never going to get away from that upper middle class, you know, kind of what you're describing. And that's that's the, the group that will be playing soccer in this country forever. And, you know, for a country as diverse as, as the U.S. is and with the giant immigrant population and the resources and, and the, the amount of money that just, you know, people are pouring into the game, you know, People go, businessmen going over and investing in foreign teams, even the, the teams here bringing over, you know, signing players for millions and millions of dollars. You're telling me that that money can't filter through the system and really help these players who are, uh, you know, don't have the kind of benefits and the, you know, the intrinsic uh, privileges that a player is like, you know, honestly, I was one of those guys. I was an upper middle class kind of youth soccer player and my parents paid for everything. And I was lucky that we could afford to do that. So, I mean, I got as far as I did, um, and I had every advantage to do so. But the, a lot of these players who could be uh, much, much, much better players than I ever was will never have those advantages because, like you say, I mean, it's really limiting. Uh, the current model is really limiting the player pool to one certain demographic of players, and it's just, uh, you know, it's it's unfair. And, you know, a lot of people are latching on to the fact that all these clubs are nonprofit, but, you know, just the fact that a youth club is nonprofit doesn't mean that it doesn't need money to do its business. It doesn't mean that those coaches aren't paid. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're equating nonprofit with not needing money. And that's just, it's just, it doesn't connect. It's logically incorrect. Levy, uh, you, you grew up, if I'm not mistaken, in, in Romania for, for much of your childhood, correct? I grew up, well, I spent the first three years of my life there, three or four years, and then I, I grew up mostly in Alaska, where I, that's when I, where I started school, and that's where I, I started playing organized soccer was uh, in Alaska, and I was actually born in the U.S. as well, so 
I was born in the U.S., and then we moved over. My dad got a teaching job over in Romania, which is where my mom's from. Uh, and then we moved back uh, in time for me to start school, basically. Well, so I, I got to get your perspective on this, and I'm sure you, you have, have some insight uh, to provide on this. Youth soccer in, and just using Romania kind of a, as a random example, but, but a good one as far as, you know, hey, what's youth soccer like in a country like Romania or, or various countries around Eastern Europe or, or even Western Europe, uh, but, but specifically in regards to your knowledge of Romania, what's youth soccer like over there and, and the comparison to what it's like here in the States, especially in regards to the economic discussion that we're bringing up? about the economics of Eastern Europe. Uh, people have seen what's going on in Greece these days. That's a, a whole a whole different Pandora's box that I am not anywhere near qualified to get into. But um, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I honestly, my, my recollections of, of soccer in Romania are playing in the backyard of my parents' apartment, my grandparents' apartment building down in the gravel parking lot. I mean, I, I never played organized soccer there. I never got into the youth clubs. I was, you know, I, I was ages one through five ages one through four when i lived there so i'm not i don't really know uh, much about the way it works in terms of the the youth clubs and who pays and who doesn't pay but um yeah i mean like i said if we're talking about eastern europe there there's a whole lot of other money issues in there that i'm sure also extend into the world of soccer but i mean i grew up kind of i i learned to love the game the, the way that a lot of, of people do there i i would go out um, you know, early in the morning, and I would kick the ball around with the, the kids in the neighborhood. Uh, we played in the back of my grandparents' apartment building in this gravel parking lot. We had, uh, there was one kind of a goal-shaped frame that we used. It wasn't even a goal. It was uh, basically three <laughs> poles, and people would hang their carpets on them and hit them with sticks to beat the dust out of them and stuff like that. But we used it as a goal. We only had one goal. So, I mean, my yeah, that's my memory of soccer in Romania. So that's... Uh, you know, that's where I learned how to play, and that's where I, I learned to uh, to love the game. Were you the Were you the leading scorer in the in the gravel gravel yard uh, rug rug goal games? Were you one of the top scorers? Oh, please, I, I was. You know, three and four years old, I was playing with kids <laughs> twice my age, and and even older than that. So I was one of the ones that were probably like, why is this kid here? So. Um, I can't say holding was, holding uh, his own holding his own with the big boys in in those those uh, gravel lot games in Romania. Levy Bird, Levy, we got we we have about uh, less than four minutes left here with you. It's been an awesome discussion. I really appreciate your time. And one of the last things I want to ask you about is is about your career. Uh, you, you have a very unique style, and and you're very into the the economics of of the world of soccer. But you're also really really into intricate in-game strategy and especially uh with, with your work covering uh major league soccer and that's a, not, not a uh, that's a seldom found combination uh, i think as far as really you know being so into tactics uh within the game as well as as the money uh off the field talk about where that style came from and and how you cut your teeth uh, as a journalist and and became uh the the prominent pro that you are today well i well, thank you. First of all, my my prominence is debatable, but uh, you know I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, no, I you know I grew up I grew up playing the game, and I played in college and a little bit after college, and that's kind of you know my path is similar to yeah, a lot of the guys who are former pros who go into the TV side of things. I think um, you know I, I always had this idea that I would play as long as I could, and then you know I, I was always uh, 
into writing and, and it was, I majored in journalism in college. So the idea was that I would play as long as I could and then I would write about it. So a lot of people, you know, get done playing and they go into coaching, which I've also done. I've done some coaching and it's, you know, it's a, another great way to stay in the game, but a lot of people will go into either coaching or broadcasting. And I, you know, for, for many, many reasons, I'm not really fit for TV at this point. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've settled quite nicely into the writing side of things, and it's, it's something I enjoy just as much as, as you know, playing. Um, and I can't really say that. I, I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed playing, but it's, it's a good alternative. Um, it's been a lot of fun to, to really get the chance to work at a place like Sports Illustrated and to, to write stories that matter and to write uh, things that nobody else is writing, and it's, it's a lot of fun, and I get a lot of support from them. So it's, it's been, you know... I mean, it's the greatest job in the world. I, in my mind, I mean, what more could you ask for? Right? I get paid to watch soccer all day and to write about it and to, to travel around the country and to, to cover these events, and it's, it's, it's a great living. Well, you definitely have a future in radio, sir. I'm sure you, you can work on the television side of things, but you're welcome back on this show anytime. And, uh, Levy, let folks know uh, how they can get a hold of you on, uh, on Twitter and, and besides SI, uh, where they can find uh, some additional Levy Bird material. Well, most of the stuff I do is for SI.com. I'll occasionally pick up assignments elsewhere, but the easiest way to, to follow me is on Twitter, um, at LeviewBird, L-I-V-I-U-B-I-R-D, or Facebook is the same thing, Facebook.com slash L-I-V-I-U-B-I-R-D. Um, you know, send me a message on Facebook if you want to get a hold of me. You know, my, my direct messages are open to everybody on Twitter, so send me a message, um, you know, always love connecting with with readers and people who know the game and who love the game as much as I do. So uh, if you have something to to say, don't be shy. And obviously, if you have story ideas, uh, feel free to pass them my way as well. Truly a man of the people. Mr. Bird, thank you for joining us on the show again. Really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to doing this again sometime soon. For sure. Thanks for having me. Again, that was Levy Bird of Sports Illustrated. Check out this Crossfire story on SI.com. This ever-developing Crossfire story. Whole lot of good stuff. Solidarity fees. Let us know your take on Twitter, at World Soccer Talk and at Nate WST. Back to close this baby out after this on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. It's World Soccer Talk Radio. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738.
Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. 64. Today, investors need to secure and protect their life savings. With government spending out of control, they continue to print money to cover the ever-increasing debt, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. American Bullion offers a hassle-free opportunity to transfer any portion of your existing IRA or previous 401k to a gold IRA for your protection. Take advantage of the lower gold prices today and enjoy the long-term security and hedge against inflation that gold and silver can provide in an IRA. Thousands of others have trusted American Bullion to transfer their IRAs into gold, and you can too. Call American Bullion today and discover the stability, protection, and peace of mind that a gold IRA can bring. Call American Bullion today at 800-576-1046 for a free consultation and receive their free IRA rollover guide, which offers the best information on gold IRAs. Keep your life savings safe and sound when you can. Call 800-576-1046. That's 800-576-1046 for your free gold IRA guide. I want to close the show by reiterating something real quick. And that is that solidarity payments and training compensation and other forms of compensation for, for youth teams and, and, and other aspects of this whole story that we had the great privilege of talking about with Levy Bird uh, of Sports Illustrated and SI.com. There's no instant fix. There's no way to fix this whole thing. Solidarity payments aren't just going to instantly fix anything. But if we ever want to defeat this idea and take down this idea, and in my opinion, the truth that right now top-notch youth club soccer in America is a game of the upper middle and upper class in this country, if we ever want to change that, this is a darn good place to start solidarity payments and training compensation there's no instant fix there's no way to just instantly change everything but it is a real nice place to start really appreciate lee the birds time on the show for the producers back in san francisco and the gaffer christopher harris my name is nate abarea let's bridge the gap together let's embrace the diversity of this soccer country that we have become. We're back with you tomorrow on Sports Byline and on iTunes. Tune in and Stitcher, the American Forces Network, WorldSoccerTalk.com. We love you. We love you. Bye for now.